Section 39 of Riverdale Stories. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Riverdale Stories by Oliver Optic. The Picnic Party, Chapter 2. I do not know how many fish the boys caught, but I do know that Flora almost wished she had stayed at home, for when she got to the river, she was so tired she could hardly stand. Flora could not help feeling that it was not kind of her friend to ask so much of her. She was not her mistress, and was just as able to wait upon herself as Flora was to wait upon her. Yet she was patient and kind, and did not quarrel with her. Josephine was always polite when she asked these favors, and always thanked her when she had done them. Perhaps this made the matter a little better, though I think her politeness was cunning rather than kindness of heart. I have another story to tell of Josephine and her friends, which will still further illustrate her fault, and show how she was cured of it. A few days after the fishing excursion, Flora's mother said she might have a picnic party in the woods on the other side of the river. To add to the pleasure of the occasion, Mr. Lee had a tent put up in the woods, and erected a swing for the children. The boys and girls were delighted with the plan and Flora and Frank invited all the children in the neighborhood to join the party. They were to start at nine o'clock, or as soon as the dew was off the grass. The distance to the woods was about a mile, and the children said they would much rather walk, though Mr. Lee offered to carry them over in a large hay wagon. There was one little girl who was too lame to walk the distance, and Frank said he would draw her in his little wagon. To divide the load, and add to the pleasure of all, he fastened a long rope to the pole of the wagon, and all the boys, about fifteen in number, were to take hold of the rope just as men draw an engine. At nine o'clock the happy party had collected in front of Mr. Lee's house, each one having a little basket of provisions, which were to furnish the noonday feast in the grove. "'Well, Josie,' "'Are you all ready?' asked Flora, very pleasantly, as the clock struck nine. "'Yes, I think I am. Let me see. Dear me, no, I left my gloves upstairs. Won't you go up and get them for me, Flora?' replied Josephine. "'Is there anything else you will want?' asked Flora, for she could not help thinking that her friend had made her run up and down stairs half a dozen times on similar occasions. "'No,' I guess not, Flora. But no sooner had Flora returned with the gloves than Josephine thought of something else. After a while, however, she got everything and the party started for the woods. The boys led the procession, drawing the wagon after them. Frank and Edward had the pole, and they were very careful lest the little lame girl should be upset and hurt. The girls at once followed, and when they had gone a little way, Flora thought it would be nice to sing one of their school songs, so they went singing on their way, as happy as the larks in the morning. "'What fine apples!' exclaimed Josephine, as the party were passing Mr. Lee's orchard. "'They are very fine-looking apples, but they are not ripe,' replied Katie Green, who was walking near her. "'I think they must be ripe. They look good, at any rate. Won't you be so kind as to get me one of them?' They will make you sick if you eat them, said Katie. Oh, no, they won't. If you will get me one, I will be very much obliged to you. Even Katie Green, who was not very well acquainted with the New York Miss, could not resist this appeal, 
and she accordingly climbed over the fence and got two or three of the apples which she found on the ground. As Katie had said, the apples were not fit to eat, and they were thrown away. They had gone but a little farther before Josephine saw some more apples which looked very nice. I am sure those apples are ripe. See how red they are? I know they are ripe, said she. Those are Baldwin apples. They are not fit to eat till winter comes, replied Katie. I am sure they must be ripe. I have eaten just such apples as those in New York in the summer. Will you be so kind as to get me one? They are not ripe, I tell you, answered Katie impatiently. I have known the tree for ever so many years, and I know just as well as anything can be that they are not ripe. But won't you be kind enough to get me one of them? persisted Miss Josephine. If you want one, you may get it yourself, said Katie. How very rude you are, replied Josephine. Rude, sneered Katie. Do you suppose I want to climb over that fence for nothing? It isn't such a very dreadful thing to climb over that fence. Then why don't you do it yourself? You are used to things of the kind, and I am not. If you want green apples that are of no use to anyone, you had better get used to climbing fences, for I shall not do it for you any more. Josephine declared that this speech was very rude indeed, and perhaps it was, but it was plain common sense. The little New York lady was so angry that she left Katie and went to walk with Jenny Brown. After the party had crossed the bridge, the boys took down the bars by the side of the road, and they entered the woods. There was a fine, smooth road leading for several miles through the forest, and the children enjoyed the walk very much. Every few moments, Josephine saw something which she wanted, and instead of trying to get it herself, as she should have done, she asked somebody to bring it for her. In one place, she saw some checkerberry plants growing, and, at her request, Jenny picked her a handful of them. Then she wanted a swamp pink, which Jenny also procured for her. But Josephine's wants were so many that Jenny soon got tired of supplying them, and she was obliged to ask someone else to wait upon her. One after another, her companions got tired of her, and either refused to wait upon her or left her. She would have called upon Flora, but she walked by the side of the lame girl and was busy talking with her. Josephine wanted but very few of the things which she asked others to get for her. She had a habit of wanting all the time, and did not seem to be easy unless someone was waiting upon her. At home, her father had plenty of servants, and she did not realize that her friends and companions had anything to think of besides her comfort. But even servants should be treated with kindness, and children should not call upon them or others to do for them what they can just as well do themselves. End of section 39. Recording by Scarlet, Louisiana.